I'm going to say a prayer for focus for myself, and then we'll get started. <laughs> uh, Jesus, I ask that you would uh, give me peace and give me the right words to say, um, and I pray that good would come from this message and that uh, great conversation would be, would be sparked by it. Uh, in your name, amen. So uh, what I'm going to talk about today is going to feel like it's all over the place, but it's with a purpose. So um, I'm going to talk on pretty substantially on the topic of evangelism, uh, which is like a fancy Christian word for spreading the good, the good news of Jesus Christ. Um, when, when I was young, uh, and in, I think it was in middle school and high school, I, uh, led a Bible study at my middle school and high school. And I was very proud of that because I was like, I'm doing the right thing for Jesus. And I had, I, I became friends with this guy who in the assemblies of God was, um, kind of like in charge of a basically like student ministry groups kind of thing. Like there was like an a event at the camp and he was like, hey, afterwards, if you want to like start a Bible study in, in your school, come talk to me. And I was the only one who went to that. <laughs> Odd. I don't know why other kids didn't want to start Bible studies in their high school, but I went to that and became really good friends with this guy. And he's, he's a nice guy. I don't, honestly, I don't quite remember his name, but if I saw his face, I would not remember his name, but I'd recognize him. Um, but I, I was supplied with a lot of what I felt were super great and creative tracks, um, which if you're not familiar, uh, people post about it on the internet about how stupid it is, but it's basically uh, a track is like a little, like almost pamphlet. And the really clever ones are like described as, or like disguised as like a hundred dollar bill or a, wallet or something where you think you're going to actually get something out of the situation. So the idea is someone goes to go pick up a piece of money and they see lying on the floor or a wallet and they're like, oh, it's the message of Jesus Christ and now I'm saved. Like that's the idea behind it. So it's, um, I'm sure it has like the greatest of intentions, but um, and I thought it was super cool. Like I remember being like, I have 20 of these wallets and like 30 of these $100 bills and I'm just going to like spread these around the whole school and everyone's going to be saved. And I did that. And um, I don't know that anyone's life was changed, but I was very committed to it. Um, my, my, I guess like concept of uh, evangelism or... Uh, I guess bringing the good news was very non-interpersonal. It was very like, okay, here's the message by like, <laughs> it had nothing to do with um, lifestyle and or communicating with anyone, really. It was like, here, here, let me just drop this like truth bomb over here on the floor and then hopefully someone will go to heaven. Um, fast forward to in college, I, I went to North Central University and I wound up choosing my major to be evangelism and church planning, which uh, is not used in very many venues, but I, I wound up getting a degree in that, and I, part of it was I had to take a course on evangelism, and one of the, um, one of the like, rules for the class was that you had to 
I was called witness to three different people and then write a paper about it. So witnessing is, uh, it sounds super creepy because it sounds like you're witnessing like a crime or something, but the idea behind it was you go to a stranger, strike up a conversation and try to like lead it to Jesus Christ and go through like the sinner's prayer, which, um, and then like the, there's like a thing called Romans Road, which is, it takes all these verses from Romans and it's like, talks about the fall of man and then the sacrifice of Jesus and how he saves us. So I was supposed to do that with like three people. I did it with one person and it was kind of really awkward. And then the other two people I just lied about in my paper, like I made up people. <laughs> so um, my Bible degree taught me how to lie really, really well. Um, the... So that was that was like kind of my understanding, I guess, of evangelism. But I, I wound up with this degree because um, I always really appreciated like missions work. Um, but I was like, I feel like God ordains us to be born in a place. And maybe we should like just be where we are and help the people that are around us. Um, so I was like, I'm rather than getting like a degree in like missions cuz I'm like I don't I don't intend to go to another country like I don't intend to be somewhere else I was like well maybe I should do something with like the same kind of thing but like in the US so that degree was evangelism and church planning and uh, right as I was as I was finishing that degree is when Bloom opened and uh, Shelly and I started going to Bloom and a lot of my concepts of who Jesus is and what the good news is and what witnessing or whatever you want to call it should be kind of altered and changed as time went on. And most recently I've had to think through what do I really believe about it? Like, what do I believe about evangelism? What do I believe about even the message of Jesus Christ? Like what, how does it pertain to the lives of people around me? Uh, the reason I've been thinking about it so much is, uh, I don't know if you guys saw in the news, there was a man, uh, I think his name was John Cho. I'm not exactly sure if that's how you say it, but he was a younger man in his 20s uh, who very recently tried to go to an island off the coast of India to um, be a missionary. And this island is completely untouched by the world. And when he got there, uh, he, he had to pay a fisherman illegally to bring him to this island. It's protected by, um, I think it's protected by India because uh, basically we can't have new diseases introduced to these people and these new people don't, they have no, they're, they're completely shut off from the rest of the world. So they have no concept of what's going on. So the missionary illegally goes across and he uh, is shot to death with arrows and um, and then was was buried in the sand, and now there's this whole thing about can we even get his body back? How do we even do that? Because you know, a couple years ago, some fishermen were fishing there illegally, and they were murdered too. And then they were buried in the sand, and they could not retrieve their body. So there's this whole story unfolding right around Thanksgiving, and I was like, "Hey, fam, what do you guys think about this?" So we had like a very long discussion about um, the voice of God and evangelism and missions work and if we are actively going here why are we doing that you know what I mean so I I had a very interesting conversation with them because I was like well here's my here's my two cents on it because I'm the one bringing it up um in the last I don't know I would say probably two or three years 
I've been kind of rethinking my faith as far as I, uh, um, I feel like this is a weird way to say it, but I, I came out as an omnist. Um, like, and that, it felt like that kind of a thing. Like, I felt like I had to tell my family, this is my concept of God, and it's very different than the one that I was raised with. I've talked about it before. I don't even know if omnist is really the right word. Like, that's just the word that Wikipedia is closest to what I think. But basically, over the last three years, I've come to believe that, um, I believe that Jesus is in everything. And so I believe that Jesus is also found in places where I wouldn't expect him. So I've, I find Jesus in even other religions. Like I find him uh, in all these places that I would have never thought was okay before. Um, so then thinking through all that, and if I, if I believe that Jesus is in everyone and in everything and can, and can be the good uh, in the world, then what does that mean for evangelism? What does that mean for bringing the good news uh, what does that mean for missions work? What does it mean for all of that? I'm like, what, what does my life amount to? Like, why am I doing this? What is the purpose? Um, so I was talking with my family about this situation in, off the coast of India, and I said, you know, I don't doubt at all that the man who died was very sincere. I don't, I don't even necessarily doubt that he felt he heard the voice of God. I don't, I, I guess I just wonder why God would like, what's the purpose? Like, why, why would he need to die? Like, what is the, like, what is the greater reason? Because my, I guess my thought and understanding is that Jesus has grace for all. And so, you know, his sacrifice was once for all people. So the people who are on that island who probably never heard the name Jesus are just as saved as you and me. You know what I mean? So uh, I guess my thought was like, what, what is the reason? Like, why do we, why do we go into the world and try to talk about Jesus as like, as the way to understanding? Like, why do we, what is the purpose of that? Um, and I'll be honest, like, I'm still processing it. So we can talk about it as like, as a group, that's going to be basically what we talk about today. But um, I think that I was, you know, talking about it with my family and I said, there's been multiple cases where missionaries will go out into the world and they'll go to an untouched tribe and they'll say, you know, this is the story of Jesus. This is who Jesus is. And the people will say, oh, we just, we just call them this. And it's like the same, it's like the story almost like fits into like multiple generations, multiple cultures. Uh, you can find it like literally patterned throughout all of history, the story of a deity believing that he is separate from his people and sacrificing himself or herself to be with the people. And I think that message is ultimately the core of who Jesus is and who Jesus was and what, what it means to us. So like I said before, like I'm an ominous, like I believe that Jesus is in all things and in everything, but I believe it's only Jesus. Jesus is just the name I assign to this force of love and good and God. Uh, but that doesn't mean that he's not in other places by other names. But I always think, so it's weird because I've been also thinking about the word antichrist um, because I'm like, I gotta like be careful because I'm going down like a rocky road. If I believe Jesus is everywhere, then I believe in nothing basically. Because if God's everywhere and God isn't everything, then you, literally everything could be from God and that's not necessarily true or safe. So I've been thinking a lot about like the term antichrist too because uh, 
in the Bible, when the Antichrist is mentioned, we always assume the Antichrist is like this blatantly obvious, like omen child, clearly the opposite of God, super evil creature. But Antichrist doesn't mean opposed to God. It means in, it, instead of Christ. So it's not the opposite of Christ. It's instead of Christ. It's like a replacement. It's a um, basically any person or view that takes takes place of Christ. Um, so once someone's teachings or ideas or beliefs become more important than the teachings, ideas of Christ, that's an antichrist. Um, because it talks about, you know, we, we think of it as like a one central figure, but there can be multiple over the course of history antichrist. So people who um, replace Jesus, basically. And I'm struggling with that because if I'm an ominous and I think that Jesus is everywhere and Jesus is in everything, am I am I setting up like little antichrists everywhere? Like, am I doing this or that? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, is there, if it's kind of like, if I don't believe in one specific thing and I believe in all things, that's kind of a mess too. Um, And what I am coming to realize is that I come to the understanding of a loving God through Jesus Christ and I will view it through that lens and I will sign the name Jesus to wherever that goodness is. Um, wherever I'm seeing that hope, wherever I'm seeing that redemption, I believe that there is one good God, but that he is in everything and all around. So I believe that all of these things are like just different signs that are pointing to who Jesus is, pointing to the loving nature of a God who wants to be with us. Um, so where does that leave us with evangelism? Like if all people are saved, if God is in everything, if I believe that Jesus is in you just as much as in me, just as much as in her, if I believe Jesus is everywhere— why do we talk about it? Or what's the, what's the end goal? Or what's the purpose? Because I believe the Bible very clearly communicates that Christ died once for all. So all are saved. If there are people in hell, they are saved. Like everyone, everyone has been redeemed by Jesus' love. So why doesn't everyone live like they're redeemed by Jesus' love? That's kind of how I've shifted my view on teaching about Jesus is not, I need to go tell you the good news because I'm going to save you. Because I can't save anyone. Jesus saved everyone. I can't save myself. I can't save you. That's not the point at all. The point is Jesus died once for everyone and everyone's included in that. I think what I've almost shifted my focus on is how do I teach people to love themselves and to love other people around them? Because more often than anything, it's like, I get I get Jesus, but they don't have Jesus, so they're not okay, and they're they're going to burn forever. And what I think people don't realize is that Jesus died for everyone, so it's not a it's not an exclusive club that we did anything to get into. Um, it's entirely His grace that covers all. So what I'm trying to shift my focus to is how do I show people how to live in that peace, how to be okay with things that are bad, because. Jesus saved us all, but that doesn't mean the world isn't falling apart or feel horrible. Like, it doesn't mean that there's not immense pain or suffering or wrong done in the world. And I think so much of the wrong is caused by fear, which is spurs on a hatred of people who are different from us. Um, and it's this, we're taking Jesus, who's supposed to connect all of us and make us all one in Christ, and we're using him as like a, as a fence or a wall. Like, you're not you're not the same as me. You don't have the same God as I do. You don't have the same, you know, you don't have my Jesus. So you're, you're worthless to me. And that's not the message of Jesus Christ at all. Um, 
I gotta check where I was going with this. I'm sorry. <laughs> so then that that brought me even further to what does it mean for Bloom? Like what is our what is our goal and what is our purpose for being here? I know like our you know our um not tagline, but our mission says to bring the grace of God, to give people the opportunity to experience the grace of God. What does that mean? Like, what does that mean for you as an individual? What does that mean for us as a community? If Jesus has saved all people, how, uh, how are we reaching people with that message? Or what does that look like even? Or do people need to be reached? You know, what's, I guess, what's the, what's the purpose of us all getting together to talk about Jesus in this school like what is the what is the end goal what is the like where are we going from here is kind of what I am pondering and I think for me Bloom has existed as a really excellent avenue for me to explore my faith and to be okay to to say you know I believe this and you probably might not believe it but I'm I feel safe enough to say it but that took time like that took years like I've been at Bloom for nine years and uh, only this year, for the first time, am I saying, this is what I firmly believe. I believe that Jesus is everywhere, and he's present in all religions, but it's it's him. It's not anything other than him, but that took a long time for me to get to the point where I feel like I could publicly say that, and to say it to my family, too, like, this is what I believe. Like, they think I'm going to hell for it. Like, there's not a, they haven't said that, but I can I can tell. You know I mean, I can tell, like, maybe they don't think I'm going to hell, but they definitely are nervous that I would think such a thing. Um, what I think is beautiful about our community is it has given multiple people the space to ask questions, to be okay with uncertainty, to kind of flex their spiritual muscles to say, ah, do we really have to do it this way? Does it have to be that way? Is this really line up with who Jesus is? Um, I think that's really beautiful because there's not a lot of places where people have that freedom. Um, I guess what I'm curious about is from like a like missions or evangelism standpoint is how much of this is we need to go find people to tell them this message like we need to be actively marketing as a church we need to bring in the right people to be a part of this story versus how do we just live it out with one another like i'm i'm not in, i guess i'm not interested in numbers growth as a church i'm not interested in we need to get we need to tell more people the message of Jesus as I th think as individuals we do, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think it's a, like people will not find out about Jesus if they don't come to bloom. I think it's a, uh, we as individuals, if we don't, if we don't share that with people in our lives, um, that's where it kind of stops. What I'm more interested in is like, how do we develop as a small group of people who, are radically changing our perceptions of who Jesus is and also living in a world that many people are being hurt by the name of Jesus. Like, how do we address it? How do we change and shift this idea that Jesus wants to harm and separate others into the knowing, loving Jesus Christ that we uh, celebrate here? Um, and that's not really something that we can, like, <laughs> Like, in the next half an hour, we can say this is what we're going to do. But I think it's something to be very thoughtful about. Like, if we're not having a purpose with our gatherings, um, then it's kind of, it's kind of for nothing. Um, it's great that we're all here as, like, friends. But I think um, unless we're being active and searching out, um, I don't know. I guess 
I don't know what's right or wrong. I just, I think that it would be good for us as a community to ponder why, what is our purpose? Like why, like what are we, what is, what are we striving for? What is the goal? Why are we getting together every week? What do we want to do with that? Like what is, where are we going from here? Um, I'm going to close in prayer and then we can talk about everything. Um, Jesus, I ask that you would continue to show us all the ways that you show up um, in our own lives and the lives of others. I, I pray that you would continue to give us peace um, and understanding, knowing that we are we are in the right with you, that you love us, and that you love others as equally as you love us. Um, I pray that you would help our community to uh, find peace and assurance in, in who you are, uh, peace and assurance in knowing that whatever may happen in the future or wherever uh, life may take all of us for this present day. We are together, uh, and we are here to celebrate your name. And I ask that you would that you would bless us with that peace. That you would bless us with the knowledge that there are other people out in the world who who want to celebrate who you are. In your name, Amen.